Hi, and welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. Today, we're talking about marketing systems, something that I am super excited to share with you all. We're going to be going through my three-step system that I use with clients when setting up their marketing departments. If this is something that makes yours perk up, stick around. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode five of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Marketing for Startups system. So this is the system that I use when I'm setting up marketing departments for clients, something I've refined over many, many years, and I'm really, really excited to share it with you because my obsession is has been for many years making marketing simpler. I think it's very overwhelming, especially for entrepreneurs um, and startup founders with limited resources. If you're bootstrapping, it's pretty tough unless you are marketing, uh, focused on marketing to really understand the proper things to do to set yourself up for success. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So when I was running my first marketing department back in early 2010, uh, using social media for business was really cutting edge. Uh, In fact, when I started using Twitter to promote our business at the time, it was so impressive that CNN wrote an article about my efforts. I actually put the link to that in the show notes. It was crazy. Nowadays, social media is just one part of the puzzle of digital marketing. There are so many moving parts that go into a successful marketing department that I that it can feel really daunting. From SEO to email sequencing, social listening influencers, there's tons of ways to get distracted as a founder. So what we're going to talk about today is how to cut out the noise and get hyper-focused on the things that matter most in running, creating and running a successful marketing program for your business. So let's dive right in on how to run a marketing department. Startup founders hire me to develop and run their marketing departments. And when I onboard a new client, I always use the same three-step process. And this is a process that I mentioned before. I've refined over a decade of working with many different, uh, within many different kinds of verticals. And I find that this process, no matter what uh, vertical you're working in, is super relevant, so um, keep listening. Uh, These steps represent the foundation of a successful marketing program. Here are the most important things you need to do in order to lay a solid foundation for marketing and selling your product or service. The first one is brand work. Gaining clarity on your brand and your target client is the most important work you can do for your business hands down. You'd be surprised by the number of companies I've worked with, successful companies as well, that haven't paid enough attention to clarifying exactly what their brand is and the clients that they're serving. And what that means to me is that there's just so much money being left on the table. Even if you found um, a, a small niche that you're kind of experiencing some success in, by doing real brand work and finding an avenue to build brand loyalty with customers, you're only going to be increasing 
um, your repeat clients, re uh, increasing your referral rate, and, and generally just increasing your revenue. So the brand work is so, so, so important. Without doing this work, it's going to be really difficult to build a lasting brand. And it's important to determine the company's mission and values, okay? And with that, uh, once we've kind of de de determined those factors, we want to really look at that client avatar, that ideal client avatar, clarify your, your unique selling points, and establish your comp set or your sandbox, if you prefer to, ref uh, prefer to refer to it that way. But this work is just so important because I feel... I feel a lot of times business owners get uh, overwhelmed by the brand work. They sort of feel like if they have, you know, everything looks aesthetically nice and they have a logo that that's brand work, but it's so much deeper than that. It's about giving, breathing life into your brand. And as I mentioned before, if you've found some success, I'll give you an example. I've, you know, you could always play the game, right? The advertising game. Um, and just look at your ROI on, on the ad spend and sort of turn the heat up or down whenever you want to make sales. But what you do in the long term um, with that strategy is that you're not necessarily building that loyalty, that brand, that brand recognition. Um, perhaps in that situation, your company becomes quite... Um, productized right is that they're just buying the actual physical product and if some other similar product comes along that's cheaper they would you know kind of drop you in a heartbeat this is really what we want to avoid we're looking to build long-term loyalty and long-term uh, referral sources this is going to be really really beneficial as you uh, kind of focus on longevity of your business and this is kind of more of a long-term thing that also can help in the short, short term but it's brand work is really kind of focusing on that long-term mentality um, so once you've sort of hashed out these important pieces of your brand we want to lay out a strategy um, we want to look at a strategy that's going to capitalize on what your brand is and who you serve, okay? And we're going to create that strategy that's going to help support and strengthen the sales. So a really useful exercise that I do with clients is we create something called the client value journey, which we refer to as CVJ at Ugly Ventures. So the CVJ is a framework that tracks the buyer's journey. And it outlines everything from the moment that someone becomes aware of your brand all the way to after they purchase from you and they've become raving fans, hopefully. And so in the show notes on uh, uglyventures.com, I've laid out exactly what that eight-step process looks like. Um, we go from the aware phase to uh, the engage, subscribe, convert. There's a whole step um graph for you to look at with a little bit of an explanation for each uh each step for you you can go ahead and fill that on on your own what's really important about filling this out is that what you're doing is is you're paying attention and meditating on uh really that buying process and when you lay this out in a graph like this it gives you the the clarity and sort of the creativity to meditate on each 
part of that journey and how you can increase it and uh, improve it, right? And what's also really nice about the client value journey is it's super trackable. And so, you know, if you want to turn up the heat in any particular area of this journey because you're seeing that it's not performing, right? Because it really should be like a, a linear uh, KPI. You're looking at, you know, from each stage, it's a conversion. And we want to be looking at what percentage each uh, the, the client converts at each pass. And so in areas of weakness, you can see really clearly where you need to employ maybe some more creative strategies or just spend a little bit more time improving uh, the process or the user experience, something like that. So I love the client value journey process. And what it does is really sets you up for easy execution because that that eight-step process is really, you know, in the digital world, it's really what your marketing department is all about. Now, there are tons of shiny objects and within that eight-step system, you know, there are on the execution side so many nuanced things that you can get into, right? But as long as you cover the basics of these eight steps when you're just starting out, you're going to be in really good shape. And then as you look at each level of conversion, um, when you're sort of trying to improve certain areas, this is when you can kind of get very nuanced. This is when you can kind of um, hone in on specific tactics that are going to help increase that overall conversion rate for your business, help increase revenue. But it's not until you see that really laid out in a map that it becomes super useful for you to kind of obsessively go into one sort of specific topic of digital marketing. A really good example, you know, is um, a founder that just feels like they need to do some sort of part of marketing, like SEO, for example, just because they feel like they do. They feel like it's going to help. Um, or they need to, I don't know, change their website because they feel they need to, or the Instagram doesn't feel right and they need to change some things about that. The feeling part is not, I mean, intuition is important as a founder, of course, but when you lay each piece of the journey out in a graph like this and you track the conversion rates, you really can see what areas of the business you need to invest in. You know, you'll be able to see, okay, uh, I need to get, I, I need to improve the awareness phase, which is the first stage. Um, we need to kind of turn up the heat on brand awareness. And so in that situation, you know, getting into ads, social ads, uh, Google AdWords, or even improving your organic search through SEO, something like that, that makes sense. Um, and it would really justify putting the money into SEO. Um, but before you sort of know where you are, it's hard to kind of just... Um, it's really hard to sort of measure that ROI because again, everything needs to be working in concert with each other. And the client value journey is an excellent way to lay that out. So check that out um, on uglyventures.com. The third and final part of setting up your marketing department um, after working on your brand and laying out the strategy is developing a system and habit around execution of your of each piece of your marketing so what I love to do 
is to document every existing process in an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. I would do this even if you have a small team, even if you're working alone. It is such a useful tool. Once you have all of your processes documented, then you can organize your goals and tasks into a project management tool. So finding one that right, that's right for you is crucial to having lasting success in your operations. And I have a whole little blog post that I've linked uh, in the show notes as well, explaining the management tools that I like um, and the ones that I use, why I like them, why I dislike some others. So lastly, get into the flow and find your groove. This is really important. Like anything, consistency is key. That is true for sales and marketing as well. You can reference established methodology like the Agile uh, system or you can look at Gazelles which has a lot of really nice um, sort of instructions for meeting rhythms and uh, meeting agendas and things like that. Or you can create something on your own. But the important part is to determine clear goals, goals and incrementally work on them, keeping um, sort of keeping on task and really supporting your team deeply that are helping you execute those goals and tasks with consistent communication. And having the SOPs, as I first mentioned, is wonderful for making sure that everyone's very clear on what they need to be doing and how they need to be doing it. Um, And the SOPs is just something that you really should be putting into your business from day one because even if you're a solopreneur or just kind of bootstrapping on your own, the SOPs are going to be incredible when you start growing your team. Um, they become training documents. They become sort of KPIs in their own right to make sure that things are being executed properly. They're wonderful. So here's the conclusion. Planning for success is the best way to ensure that it'll happen. Get strategic and systematic in your approach. These are the three main topics to po- focus on strengthening your brand, creating a marketing plan that supports sales, and getting disciplined with execution and do that with consistency. So I hope you got something out of that. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around until the end. It would mean so much to me if you would like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you can always reach me, Victoria Hajar, at LinkedIn, or you can visit us at uglyventures.com. Thank you for listening and hope to see you again next week. We release episodes every Thursday. Thanks and see you soon.